Just as the ancient world saw politics and religion as two sides of one coin, they saw the universe and God in the same way. The existence of God was presumed. It, this existence was defined in various forms, either as the higher reality of mathematical thought, as the platonic perfect forms as discussed in prior episodes, as in heaven of multiple gods, or as more common and still common in Eastern philosophy, a pantheistic view of God. From this view, the universe is God, is the substance of God. We are just thoughts in that mind of God. But always in the ancient world, the philosophical question was not whether God existed, but what was the nature of God. However, even the ancient philosophers saw their study of God to be something different than the working man's religion or religious worship. But in the ancient world, there did not exist the ridicule of religion that there now exists among the powers that be. In the ancient world, unlike now, even the powerful were forced to realize that much of their physical life was in the hands of destiny. Their status of their technological control of nature did not allow them to see themselves as being any more powerful than the idea of a god or gods that controlled their destiny. The best they could achieve was to become godlike conquerors, emperors, or whatever. All the ancient philosophers from Aristotle to Plato and Zeno of Zeno's paradoxes used religion as a source of knowledge and inspiration, despite the fact that they were trying to create a rational view, study, and critique of their lives, of the world, and of God. This was also true of medieval and Renaissance Christian philosophers and theologians, who later came to believe that there was a rational means to know and to hope in the nature of God, that such knowledge need not depend on myths or purely subjective revelations. It was this seeking of a rational basis for the nature of God that led to the Renaissance and modern science. However, none of this is true in the modern world. Thanks to technology, for the powers that be in modern society, as discussed earlier, the ones with the power to make society go from is to ought, they see themselves not as godlike, but as God substitutes, with nothing but opportunity, power, and control in life. The philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche declared that God is dead. We now have concepts such as atheism and agnosticisms that are popular fads among the powerful with their lives of opportunity and control, in which they laugh at the alleged supposed irrationality of the working man's religious beliefs, especially any beliefs in a loving God to give the working man hope in their life as pawns of the powerful. The nature of the philosophical study of God has changed in the past couple of centuries, both qualitatively and quantitatively. Qualitatively, the question of whether God exists has become as big an issue as the nature of God. Quantitatively, all sorts of purely religious issues are now trying to take advantage of philosophy's credibility as a source of logical objectivity to call themselves philosophers of a particular or comparative religion. The nature of religion has also changed for the working man both qualitatively and quantitatively. Religion and politics are no longer two sides of the same coin. Christianity's distinction between the city of Caesar and the city of God has been so successful that in the Western world, the city of Caesar has pretty much wiped out the city of God as a serious opposing social force, except for entertainment rituals such as Christmas, for example, or in having beautiful photo shoots or sound bites of a smiling, laughing pope waving the peace sign, even though he has no power to either enforce or affect peace, and in ineffective and practically meaningless protests against gay marriage or abortion that no politician or judge listens to once they're elected or appointed, knowing fully well that the true power exists in secular power, not in any type of uh, religious power. The days of powerful religious hospitals, religious institutions, religious charities, 
are long gone and religion is no longer a counterbalance or counterforce to secular power. Thanks to technology and the assumption of politics of Christian virtues, the new civil or secular religions enforced by the powers upon the rest of society, their ought of what they see to be the is, as discussed earlier in the ethics morality questions. Such new secular religions consist of law, nature, science, and even work itself is a religion these days. Politics has become essentially a religion for the powers that be in which power is worshipped as the ultimate goal. For details on this, you can see the book uh, 1984 by George Orwell, and particularly his character O'Brien and his speeches at the end on power being an end in itself. Religion is now seen by the powers that be, as philosopher Karl Marx said, as the, quotation, the sigh of the oppressed creature, the heart of a heartless world, and the soul of soulless conditions. It is the opium of the people. Marx at least dreamed of a uh, utopia to replace this opium of religion with equal physical, economic happiness and freedom. As his famous expression goes, from each according to his ability, to each according to his need. However, the powers of the modern technological world are happy to keep religion as an opiate, to keep the poor and the working class in their place while they go about the world doing the real business and real religion of worshipping power as an end in itself. For those who care and want to make a rational choice in the nature of God, philosophy can help. Philosophy can help you answer religious questions by giving a logical view to analyze the existence and nature of God. And then if you wish, just as with morality, the individual can reject God or make a leap of or to faith as to religious beliefs. Modern fads of atheism or agnosticism are simply cowardly ways for those in power to avoid either accepting or rejecting the existence and nature of God and thus of avoiding the duties that would come with either rejecting or accepting his existence. One should either have integrity and become a Wolf Larsen so that all workers can see the true nature of one's life or should passionately mutiny against the Wolf Larsens of the world and the indifference of the universe. Philosophy will help you in two ways. First, philosophy shows that religious belief is not irrational or illogical belief, as so many pundits and secular prophets and followers of atheism and agnosticism dogmatically claim. If anything, it is they who are irrational and illogical and lacking in the imagination and creativity that reason and logic both need in their search for truth and illusion. The ancient world had an intuitive understanding of the ontological proof for the existence of God, which is just as valid and irrefutable today as it always was, as I will discuss in the next episode. The most logical minds of history, including the founders of modern science and mathematics, such as Godfrey Leibniz, Descartes, and Kurt Goodell, believed in the ontological proof. Second, logic and the uh, rational discipline required of philosophy allows one to make sound and rational distinctions between religions. Part of the purpose of these podcasts is to challenge you to think logically and to open your mind to new thoughts with creativity and imagination. The powers marketing that all religions are the same is simply a way for them to assure there is no competition to their power. There are important pragmatic and existentialist differences between religions. It is not logically or rationally true that religions are equal or all the same, just as not all politics are equal or the same. Unless you are willing to say that Nazi socialism, Stalinist communism, socialism and democracy are all equal politics— and deserve the equal right to govern countries, you have no sound basis to say that Islam, Aztec, human sacrifice worship, Christianity, and Buddhism are equal religions whose normative values have an equal right to respect. 
The undisputed fact is that the foundation of modern Western civilization is its assumption or hijacking, some would say, of Christian virtues and Christian theology into its politics. Without Christianity's concept of natural law, divine law, and theology, we would have no U.S. Constitution, Declaration of Independence, or none of the principles that separate Western civilization from Eastern civilization, without which there would not have been any scientific or technological revolution that has given the modern, atheistic, and agnostic powers their secular power to declare God is dead so that they can take his place.